and welcome back to Beginners SEO Podcast, the SEO podcast for all the small marketing teams out there, the small business owners, entrepreneurs, anyone who just wants to learn SEO basically. This is the podcast for you. So I'm trying to get short on my introductions, so I'm going to jump right into it. Today's episode is all about seven key on-page SEO tips for service pages. That was really badly explained. (laughs) Try again. (laughs) Today's episode is seven key factors of on-page SEO for service pages. Some of this you can also use for product pages, but this is mainly for all the service-based businesses out there, both online businesses, say a therapist, as well as local-based businesses, say a physiotherapist. Okay, so let's jump right into it with number one, keywords. Now, you probably have heard of keywords. If you haven't heard of keywords at this point, well done to you because you must be living a really digital-free life. How I wish my life didn't have screens in. But hey-ho, I decided on a career which is literally spent in front of a computer. Anyway, so keywords are crucial for SEO. They are what people type into Google or any search engine, actually, say Pinterest or Instagram. That is what they search in. Keywords are what they search in. Keywords are what they type in at the top of the search bar to find what they're looking for. It's a key word or a search query or a search term, whatever you want to call it. But you need to have these decided for your service pages. They are crucial. Please do not go about creating your service pages if you haven't done keyword research. Um, I do go into keyword research in my course. I promise this isn't a massive plug for my course, but I do, or you alternatively look through my Instagram page or also, I mean, there's plenty of free resources out there. And in my course, I do go through it by step by step, exactly how to do keyword research without expensive tools. Um, I found a free way to do it, which is really good. So, I mean, yeah, do check out my website. Um, to check out the course, but you need to know your keywords. Okay. So for instance, for a physiotherapist based in um, West London. Okay. So that's probably going to be one of my keyword focuses. However, that's my business. I've actually do individual services. I, for instance, not really me. I, for instance, focus on prenatal physiotherapy in Chiswick, London. So I'm probably going to want to create a specific service page with that keyword focus in mind, because that way I won't be competing against the hundreds of thousands or thousands of physiotherapists in London, or even the hundreds of hundreds of physiotherapists based in West London. I'll be only competing with a very small number of prenatal physiotherapist specialists in Chiswick, West London. Do you see how, because I'm a small business, I really want to niche down there on my service offering and my keywords. So please make sure you do your keyword research Um, And if you are a physical based business that you kind of focus on making sure your service area is niche enough not to have to compete against thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions. Okay, so now you've got your keyword focus for your service page. Excellent. Good job. Number two, you're going to want to think about the layout of your service page, or let's call this a landing page, because that's what this is. People are going to land on this from the search engine pages, or maybe they'll click through from your social media pages. It all has the same effect. You want people to land there and then take action via a call to action. 
for a landing page, they generally follow sort of similar, similar layouts. They'll usually have a header section or a hero section. And this is where you're going to want to have, say, a big heading with your tagline, maybe your keyword focus in there, maybe a little blurb after it, maybe even a CTA button, I, you know, a clickable button that where they can inquire now or get a free quote, whatever. Um, that's going to be at the top of your page. And then below your page, you're going to want to think about how can you make this scrollable? You want people to keep on scrolling. So I'm thinking short text bites. I'm thinking engaging images, not stock images, please. We want original images. It's very obvious when someone has just got a stock image free from Canva. You know, take the time to get. You can take, you know, nice looking images yourself. Again, there's so many free resources out there to learn how to take some professional looking images that please do do that. Or if you can afford it, go for a photo shoot, whatever. Um, yeah, so engaging images on your page, maybe embed a couple of videos, explainer videos. If, for instance, you've done, you know, a talk on um, prenatal physiotherapy, for our example, you might want to include that video on your landing page. Um, also, make sure you include lots of CTAs. As you scroll down the page, you're going to be wanting to pop in little buttons here and there, just, you know, enticing people to click through at all times, because that's the point of the landing page. We want people to take action. Also, colors are really important as well. Um, think of like humans literally as tiny children. We have the attention span, you know, of just a couple seconds, if that. We want to be engaged at all times. Um, but I will say with a caveat, don't get so carried away with your design that your site speed, you know, goes way down. I always prefer a much faster site um, over a really flashy moving parts, moving text. You know, I've got a text flying in from one end. I've got another one disappearing. I've got a slider, got all these fancy things happening, but it takes, you know, a lifetime to load. We don't need to go that far. Instead, just think about how you can use colors to engage people, how you can use images to engage people, different size fonts. That's all you need. We don't need to have moving fonts. We don't need to have animation, basically. We want a dynamic page. We don't want an animated page. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, this actually ties into number one, visuals and images. Like I said, I kind of, yeah, explained this point before with the, um, I much prefer original images over stock images. Um, do make sure that you optimize all your images, um, i.e. they're not massive files. So when I say massive files, if you've got something that's a megabyte, like one megabyte, that's huge. That's one million bytes of data, um, whereas you want to be having ideally under, say, 100 or under 200 or something like that, kilobytes. Um, if this sounds all a bit foreign to you, again, lots of free resources out there. Um, but you can also, if you're on, say, WordPress or Shopify or even Wix, I think they automatically optimize the images for you. But um, if you're sitting on WordPress or perhaps you've even got a custom coded site, then there are plenty of free tools out there where you can upload an image that will be compressed for you. Um, if you want to go one step further as well, you can serve them in WebP format, which is Google's preferred image format because, again, it's just very sort of optimized and nice and super quick. With your images as well, make sure they're responsive. And this all goes also goes for your layout as well. When I say responsive, I mean it's designed for both a mobile and a laptop and or a desktop and also a tablet. So when you're designing your website or when someone else is designing it for you, make sure you're always checking in to see how it looks on a mobile, how it looks on a desktop and how it looks on a tablet as well. Um, because, you know, sometimes you can get a really looking amazing site that you spend hours designing on your laptop 
And then when you actually go to load it on your mobile, it just looks freaking crap because you've got the fonts all messed up. Um, the different sizes, the cutting off images, X, Y, Z, not looking good. So please make sure you make sure your um, images and your overall web design is mobile responsive. That's what it's called, responsive design. So number four. So in terms of sort of text on your page, yes, we want to have our heading at the top. We want to have a little blurb at the bottom. You know, I'm a prenatal physiotherapist uh, based in West Chiswick, whatever. But you're also going to want to provide some information. So this could be in the form of FAQs. This could be in the form of, say, what does your service actually um, consist of? Like, how do I help prenatal physiotherapists? Is it through giving massages? Do I provide body scans? I don't know what they do. Do I give you a long-term, um, you know, a 12-week course to follow? What do, what do I give you in my service? You're going to want to have all that information on the page. Um, it's a controversial uh, sort of point, I guess I often get asked by clients, do you need to include pricing on the page? Like, does that help SEO? Yes, it helps SEO, but it doesn't always help conversions because some people might be put off by your price um, and they might be perhaps, in that case, you don't want to scare people away with your prices. Perhaps, you know, you're more of a luxury or high-end you're a specialist, you know, you're charging more. In that case, you need to take people on a longer buyer journey. So really what you do is once you get them to inquire, then you can gently nurture them into a sale. So it really depends. You can play around with it. You know, I always think pricing really helps with SEO because people are always typing in the cost of say, you know, how much the physiotherapist costs or physiotherapist costs in West London. People are always typing in those sorts of search terms but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to improve your conversions. There's a balance there between SEO and converting. So that's number four with sort of the general content of the page. You want to include FAQs. You want to include um, what your service does. You also want to include the benefits as well. That's a good point. You know, why is it beneficial to see a prenatal physiotherapist? Again, it's all about kind of converting people, making sure they click through to inquire or take action. Um, and finally, maybe you want to include pricing or maybe you don't. Number five is CTAs. So when I say CTA, it just means call to action. And usually this is in the form of, say, a button um, taking them through to your contact page. Or it might actually be a form in itself where people can type a little message. Um, you know, a CTA, when I think of a CTA, I generally think of, uh, you know, a lovely bright button enticing me to click through um, and sort of, you know, inquire. So you want to have these not just at the bottom of the page because the chance of someone scrolling the whole way down to your page is very low. Honestly, people's attention spans are so small. So you want to have CTAs. I'm sorry, I'm like banging my pillow. I hope that I'm sat on a sofa. I'm not sat in my bed. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure how much this microphone picks up. Anyway, you want to have CTAs all throughout the page. So in general, I like to have one at the top in my header section, the hero section, remember? And then I'll probably have one as well further down the page after a bit of content. Uh, and then likely as well, if there's space, I mean, you know, use your common sense here. We don't literally want the whole page filled with CTA buttons, but we do want at least say two to three, maybe I'd say at a minimum three, depending on how much you've got. One at the top, one in the middle, one at right at the bottom. Your one right at the bottom could maybe be a full form, um, whereas the other two could just be a button clicking through to your contact form or clicking through down to the bottom. You know, sort of, you know, when you click on something and it takes you straight but somewhere else on the page, that kind of thing. Okay, 
so CTAs. Um, number six, I am whipping through these today. Gosh, you don't even need to listen on 1.5. This is like super speedy, valuable information. Um, number six, if you are a local-based business and you've got your address on your service page, you, that's called your NAP, NAP, okay? Um, name, address, and phone number. Now, this is super important, so listen carefully. Your name, address, and phone number always need to be exactly the same everywhere on the web. I mean, on your website, it needs to be the same as your Google business profile. It needs to be the same as your Facebook profile, if you still have Facebook. It needs to be the same as your Instagram profile. It needs to be exactly the same, consistent is the word I'm looking for, across the internet. Because Google looks at every single address, name, address, and phone number your app and checks for consistency. Because, like, think about it. If you went into the yellow, if you look through the yellow pages, if that still exists, and you looked up a business address, and then you went to that business address, and it wasn't the right business address, what would you think of that business? You wouldn't think much of them, would you? And it's the same with Google. They're looking for businesses that are professional, trustworthy, and do what they say on the tin. So it is imperative that you have your name, address, and phone number exactly the same all across the web, all the same all over your website, everything the same. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> Consistent NAPs, please. Um, and finally, number seven, you want to nail your basic technical SEO. And I really like technical SEO can either be really simple. You'll get a lot of SEO gurus out there who say they do technical SEO and they're not doing technical SEO. Technical SEO can be really complicated when you're trying to like, say, um, I don't know, deal with like a forward uh, trailing slash issue on Google, duplicate trailing slash issue on Google, or perhaps you're dealing with HF land tags, or perhaps you're... Um, dealing with canonical issue, you know, these things sound complicated and they can be complicated. But basic technical SEO, I don't even think this is technical SEO. This is when you're getting your metadata right, your URLs correct, you know, you're optimizing your images with um, alternative text. It's That's not technical SEO, but for the sake of this, we'll call it basic technical SEO. You want to make sure your metadata is focusing on your keywords and is using salesy language. Now, I've probably gone over this in every single podcast episode, but we'll do it again for the new people. Hello. Um, your meta data is referring to your meta title, or your page title and your meta description. And what this is, is read by Google or read by any other search engine. Hi, Bing. Um, and then that is presented on search engine result page. It's almost like the address for your website, if that makes sense. When I type in um, prenatal physiotherapist in Chiswick, and then I want my website to come up, what will come up in the search engine results pages is the meta title, page title, and the meta description. Not always, because Google likes to mix it up. They sometimes pull different parts of your content and show that instead. But generally, that's what will be represented in the search results. And Google uses metadata to understand what your page is about. So it's really important. Now, on sort of Shopify or Wix, um, there'll be nice little boxes where you can just fill it out. If you're not sure if you've done it, um, just, you know, Google like how to change metadata on Shopify or how to change metadata on Wix. And there'll be a really easy tutorial that will show you that. Um, also, you want to make sure that with your images that you're utilizing the alternative text. Um, it's a nice little quick win to help further optimize the page. You want to make sure your URL or the slug is optimized as well. This is the part at the top. You, you know, you've got www.prenatal.com, 
forward slash, and that will be your slug at the end. And you want to make sure that slug as well is keyword optimized if possible. Please don't have it as draft, you know, or like, um, uh, what would you call it? Test page one. I see that a lot on clients, and I'm like, you never uh, looked at this, did you? And they're like, oh, it's fine though, isn't it? No, it really does make a big difference to have your slug optimized. So please make sure that has your keyword in it um, and don't have duplicates either. So that's not really technical SEO, but for the sake of this podcast, we're calling it technical SEO. Um, and so, boom, that was like a quick fire, wild, how many minutes? 16 minutes of jam-packed information. Um, instead of advising you to speed up when you listen to this podcast, I should probably say, slow down, listen to it on 0.75 speed, because yeah, that was a lot of information. My brain feels like it's going to explode. Um, like I said before, I'm not trying to plug my course, but it is a really good way to sort of optimize your website step by step uh, and make sure that everything is hitting every single point. And you'll see a big boost from organic traffic if you follow it as well. Um, it's priced really reasonably, so do check it out. I also obviously have loads of free tips on my Instagram at The Plan Success. Um, and there's also free re resources on my website as well. So download those if you're really at the start of your SEO journey. Um, also, always feel free to hit me up. I actually received a lovely voice message today from a guy who listened um, and just he just said thanks for the value that I'd given. And I, that made my day. Um, so, yeah, because genuinely, I do think that good SEO is accessible for everyone. You don't need to pay for an expensive agency because the truth is, Many people don't have the budget for an expensive agency. So, you know, you can get really good results if you take the time to learn the basics yourself. Um, and that is all for today. Um, I planned next week's episode and now it's gone from the top of my head. Brilliant. But it's going to be a good one because I remember thinking, oh, that's a really good episode to record. So hopefully I'll remember. No, I can't remember. It's gone. But all right. I'll <laughs> see you next time. Bye bye.